Okay, folks, uh, fantastic to be in LA. Fantastic to have a special guest on. I think it's our first head coach. We've had GMs on. Head coach of the newly named Washington Commanders. You know who he is, Riverboat Ron. Ron Rivera. Ron, it's an honor to have you on the Irish NFL Show. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's good to be on, and I'm looking forward to today's or tomorrow's game. Coach, we ask everybody this, especially our guests from the States. Uh, have you any uh, heritage to Ireland, any connection to Ireland? You, if I'm correct, had your first coaching game in Ireland in that uh, memorable game in Crook Park in the 90s. Yeah, I did. In, in 1999, when I was first started my coaching career working for the Chicago Bears, we played Pittsburgh, the Steelers, uh, in Dublin, and, and we had a great time. We really did. Was, we spent the whole week there. Uh, it was a, we found it a, a very beautiful country, very lovely people. We really enjoyed our time. Coach, I was at that game in Dublin and we had uh, Coach Cower on with us a few months back and he had some funny stories about that game. But uh, we, we are here in LA. It's your home state of California. You starred for, for the Golden Bears. Just interested in, in your thoughts. How excited are you that the Super Bowl is back in LA and California for the first time since 1993? I think it's really a cool deal because, you know, this is such a, a big country and, and for the, 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 the NFL not to have its greatest game every year uh, in at least once in a while in L.A., it has to happen. It's been a lot of fun. I've been down here, you know, I got here on Wednesday and, and, and we've been busy every day, but we've also had an opportunity to go out to the parties and hit the town a little bit. So we've had a good time. We really have enjoyed it. Coach, last year in the lead up to the Super Bowl, we had a former teammate of yours, Mike Singletary, on the show, and he discussed that great '85 Bears team. Can you uh, reflect on your memories of that team? And, uh, bring oh my God! Up? You know, it, it, it's funny because every time we get around Super Bowl season, they start playing the Super Bowl Shuffle, and uh, so it does bring back a lot of good memories. I mean, you know, when when, when you're part of something that was very special. Uh, the thing you remember are all the guys, your teammates. And, and I was very fortunate. We had some great guys on the team. You know, some of my best buddies I still stay in touch with. I still talk with Dan Hampton and Jim Morrissey. And every now and then Mike and I will get, you know, we'll get in touch with everybody. Uh, and also Sean Gale. I, I believe Sean's working for the Sky Network out there uh, in Europe and uh, covering the NFL for, 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 uh, for the Sky Network. That, that's right, Coach, and we, we often watch Sean and his insight every Sunday uh, on our NFL coverage, which obviously goes into the night for us uh, back in Ireland. But, Coach, if I may, you mentioned you started your coaching career effectively at Croke Park, like many Irish legends have started their coaching careers there, so you're in some good company. But your coaching career took you through, obviously, some great stops uh, under Andy Reid in Philadelphia, some big games in the NFC Championship, um, obviously as D coordinator for the Bears in 06. Uh, when you went to the Super Bowl as well. But you are, of course, probably best known to most NFL fans. Your time last 11 years as a head coach of the Carolina Panthers and now, obviously, as the Washington Commanders. I'm just interested, Coach. Obviously, the experience of a Super Bowl as a head coach is very different from that as a player. And when you brought that storied 15-1 Panthers team back in 2015 to the Super Bowl, how much different was it for you? And can you give us a bit of an insight into maybe what Sean McVay and Zach Taylor are going through in the last few days in the build-up to Super Bowl 56? Well, it, I think it's a great question because nobody realizes and understands what, what this week is all about. 
you know, I got to the, to the belief in, in, and when we went, when I was in Carolina back in 2015 and realized that, you know, this is an event that lasts for six days. And then on finally on the seventh, you play a football game, but everybody's so caught up in what's going on and the experiences that you have being there that it, it, it will take away from, from, from some of the things that happen as far as preparation, if you don't battle against it. And, and that's the thing that I always regret more so than anything else is that getting ready for the Super Bowl, we had too many distractions that I wasn't able to shield the players away from. And, and I think at the end of the day, it caught up to us a little bit. The other thing too is, you know, the, the, the thing you got to do is you, you got to make sure the players at least appreciate their situation, circumstances, because it's hard to get back. It really is. So if, if you know, losing that game like we did, unfortunately, in 2015, it's kind of left a little bit of a scar because it, it, it is so hard to get there and then it's even harder to win that, you know, you never know when you'll get that chance again. So, you know, that's what I'm working towards. I'm working towards and hopefully getting that opportunity to get back so that, uh, you know, I can correct those things and, and, and win one as a head coach. And coach, obviously for you, there's, there's no rest for a head coach. And last season didn't really unfold as you would have liked losing fits in your first game. Uh, Taylor Heineke gave you some great starts in just last season. Uh, and we've seen in a recent interview where you indicated that all avenues are open on your search for a franchise quarterback. Um, you know, sort of wondering about your approach on that and how you commence your team building ahead for the 2022 season, especially when people in Europe might not realize, you know, you get seven months until you play a game. So there, there's, there's, there's a lot to do. Well, you know, this, you know, this really is becoming a quarterback league. You know, it, it used to be where, you know, you could have a great team and win it. But unless you have a great team with a good, great type quarterback, it's it's very hard. So one of the things that we've decided in, in terms of what we need to do going forward is we need to identify and find out who our franchise quarterback is. So, you know, whether we have Taylor or somebody that can develop and grow into that guy in the next year or two, or we go out and we find one through free agency, we find one through the draft, or we make a trade and bring that guy to our football team. So. Um, you know, we're going to have to do a lot of evaluating. We're going to have to do a lot of talking, just trying to find that guy. But, you know, if we can do that, I believe we can be a very, very good football team and even content to, to, to get to the Super Bowl. Coach, the Washington football team have a storied past, some great teams you alluded to. We've had Mark Schlereth on the show, and he's told us some great stories. Obviously, Michael said at the start that the new name, in terms of your own input into the commanders, did you have uh, much of a say? And, and what does the commanders mean to you? Well, you know, when we were going through this process, obviously we had to change the name uh, from originally from the, from the Redskins to the Washington football team. But when we were making the, that transition, one of the things that we did was we opened it up to the, to, to the fan base and asked them, hey, give us your suggestions. Tell us what you, what you think would be a good name. And we got almost 30,000 submissions. So as we went through that, you know, the, our, our group of people, we, 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 we kind of whittled that, that list down and kept whittling it down till we got to a couple hundred, I think like 250. And then that's kind of when they brought several names to me, to my attention, um, you know, and, and they asked me to give me my top 10. I gave them my top 10. We whittled that down to, to pretty much a final eight, I think it was, or six. And uh, we talked about it, but then I know, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Snyder and Jason, they got together and, 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 you know, they picked the commanders. I think it's a cool name because of, of where we are, where we're located. You know, we're in the D.C. area between Virginia, Maryland and Washington, D.C. And, you know, it, it kind of speaks to, to, to it, it, you know, that's uh, 
that's pretty much the uh, the center of, of our political uh, power, and it's also the center of our military power. So it, it kind of works together, uh, you know, being known as the commanders. It speaks to the community. So I, I think it's a good name. I think they made a good decision going forward with it. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it'll grow on us, just like Washington football team had to grow on everybody. I think now that the, uh, you know, the commanders is out there, I think it'll grow on our fan base. And, you know, guys, the one thing that really helps more so than anything else is you got you to gotta win. You know, and we can win some football games early. We'll get people's attention. Coach, uh, I lost my mother to cancer a short period before you started your own treatment. So I found your story at the time very encouraging and I really delved into it. When you look back at that period, do you take anything away from that that you, I suppose, translate into, into your everyday life now and I suppose from a football well, standpoint? Probably, probably the biggest thing I've taken away from it is, is really, you know, you have to every now and then take a break and focus and take care of yourself. Um, you know, I found I'm resilient. I found I'm a little bit tougher than I realized. Um, because when you go through something like that, and I, and I know you saw, probably saw the effects on your mother, um, you, you don't realize how strong you are until you go through something like that. You don't realize um, what you have in terms of people around you. You know, my, my wife and my daughter were my primary caretakers, and just to see the courage in which they helped me through this, that, that has really helped me. Um, what I appreciate, too, is the way the players rallied around me and supported me as well. So. It was one of those things that kind of brought us together, I think, and, and, and especially during the pandemic when you really couldn't get together. Um, you, know, you know, it was it was something I think that um, as an experience, you know, the, the thing I learned also is that, you know, do what you're told. I mean, I, we followed the doctor's directives right off the bat and, and we never wavered. And, and believe me, you find out a lot about yourself when you go through something like that. Uh, coach, Sir Isaac Newton once received a famous science award and he said, if I can see further than you, it is only because I am standing on the shoulders of giants. And diversity in the NFL has been a major focus, obviously for a number of years, but it's been under particular focus at the moment. And I think in terms of Latino head coaches, obviously you stand after the greats of Tom Fears and Tom Flores in this regard. But being a head coach in the league for over 11 years, being the figurehead and leading light to a number of Latino coaches, obviously some of whom are now joining you in the head coaching ranks next year. How have you found, I suppose, that experience, that leadership and that that aspect of people looking up to you and looking to follow your journey into the NFL? You know, it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, throughout my entire football career, uh, it's always been, you know, hey, you're an example. You're an example. You know, the other Latinos are looking up to you. Other Latinos have expectations for you. You know, um, I've, so I've been I've been aware of it, and so I've always tried to carry myself a certain. And, and you guys have done a great job in terms of showing that our, our fan bases are becoming diverse. By you know, obviously in, in Ireland, you folks are watching American football and appreciating it. So thank you guys. And thank you very much, Coach. Uh, you know, to, to speak to a head coach in the NFL is one thing, but to speak to someone like yourself, Coach, is is an honor, especially on the weekend that it is a Super Bowl in California. And we massively appreciate you speaking to us. And hopefully well, we can uh, play around the golf or, or, or share a pint in Ireland at some point over the summer. You know, that would be a cool thing. You guys got to make sure you send information out to us, okay? Because I think we're going out there sometime around June 20th, I think. And we're going to be out there for about 10 days. Um, but if you guys get your information to me, hey, I'll make sure I reach out.